Hi, and welcome to the Desert Heights Church Weekly Message, where we study scripture together verse by verse. Let's jump in now for this week's message. They are sending, the churches in Greece, the Gentile Greek churches, are sending uh, an offering partially out of appreciation and partly out of uh, a need to the believers in Jerusalem, which are most probably of Jewish background. Do you see where the conflict's going to come up here? Now, some of the Jewish believers in Jerusalem are the very people who are opposing the possibility of salvation through Christ Jesus to the Jews or to, I mean, to the Greeks, to the Gentiles. Some of the Jews said, no, 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 no. If salvation is coming through Jesus, who is a Jew, he's our boy, he's our Messiah, he can't go to the Gentiles, to those pagans, to those heathens. Do you see the conflict? So the Greeks now, the Greeks, the Gentiles, are sending an offering of appreciation to the Jews in Jerusalem. Now, if the situation was to happen in 2022, the Greek believers, the Greek believers, the Gentile believers, that would be us, by the way, might say something to the effect of those Christians in Jerusalem are from Jewish descent. They don't even like us. We might be going to heaven together, but we're not going to have to like it. We don't owe them anything, and we are not going to do anything to help them, and that would be a shameful reaction, but that's probably how it would go down. It's a great debt of gratitude. The Greek believers don't actually owe the believers in Jerusalem anything. They don't owe anything. They didn't get a bill. They don't owe. The believers in Jerusalem are in need, but they're not demanding anything either. There are brothers and sisters in Christ who have a need. So we do what we can to meet that need. It's a gift that is consistent with God's demonstration of grace in the lives of the believers. Isn't that cool? See, God's grace governs how we interact with each other. God's grace governs our relationships where we give just because we love people. Maybe they have a need. Maybe it's just because we are happy to give. Do you follow? We don't give just because there's a need. We give because we are blessed Full and overflowing. That would be a good sermon title. Full and overflowing. That was last week's message. Some of you are like, I don't know why he said that. It doesn't make any sense. Sometimes he says things and I don't understand. (laughs) We don't give because there's a need, just because there's a need. We give because we are blessed, full and overflowing with the grace and kindness and the hope and love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, Brent, that's good. Yes, it is. Good job. Glad you're getting this. Verse 28. As soon as I have delivered this money, Paul says, and completed this good deed of theirs, the Gentile believers in Greece, I will come to see you on my way to Spain. And I am sure that when I come, I am sure that when I come, I love this, you should underline this in your Bible, You should underline this on your iPhone. Christ will richly bless our time together. Christ 
will richly bless. I'm sure that whenever I come and we sit down together and we fellowship together and we and I encourage you and you encourage me, Paul says, I am sure that Christ will richly bless our time together. I think that we under estimate this. We undersell this in the Christian community that whenever we get together, God, Christ himself, richly blesses our time together. See, we do things like we'll say, God bless you. And we mean it very flippantly, tongue in cheek, very, has no meaning whatsoever. We say, God bless you. Uh, That's, it may be a way of saying, you know, you're not so smart. You know, I think it's going to rain today. Oh, bless you. You're a knucklehead. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, he tells us right here when we get together, Paul says, I know that whenever we get together and we fellowship and we encourage one another, Christ will richly bless our time together. You want to be blessed? Here's an easy blessing. Just hang out with God's people. (laughs) I feel like that sunk. Just hang out with God's people. I don't really like people. How are you going to miss out on a blessing then? I don't feel blessed. Did you you hang out with God's people? Nope. I hang out with people that don't like Jesus. We had a lot of overseas missionaries in our home whenever I was a little kid. And I remember once upon a time, one of the missionaries' kids being asked about the biggest difference between uh, the country that they lived in, that they were missionaries in, and America. And they immediately answered without hesitation. They said, friends, friends, people in their missionary country valued relationships. They said, in our other country, uh, people don't have things. And so we have each other. And so I have lots of friends and we value those relationships. She said, Americans tend to value things instead of people. I don't have time for relationships because I'm busy fixing the house that I spent all this money on or fixing the car that I spent so much money on or, you know, mowing the yard because that's much more important than people. Zing, zing, zing. Here's my challenge. Here's my challenge at the end of point one and I got to hurry up. Give the gift. Hold loosely to the money and the material things. Give the gift, but hold tightly to relationships. Hold on to the time together that Christ will richly bless. That's really cool. Did you get that? Give the gift, hold tight to the relationship, value the relationship. Number two, prayer. Number two, a gift and then a prayer. We're seeing Paul's affection for people who have been part of his life. Verse 30 says, Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus, with all that he's got, all the authority that he can muster in the name of the Lord Jesus, to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. Let's do this together. Do this, this being pray for me, because of your love for me given to you by the Holy Spirit. There's a little parenthetical there, huh? Because you love me. I don't love you, Paul. Because of the love that the Holy Spirit has put in you for me. Oh, so it's a God thing. I have to love you and pray for you because God's in me. That's what Brent keeps saying for the last 
six months in Romans, be baptized, be immersed in Christ Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit inside of you and the Holy Spirit and peace, love and joy and goodness and grace and mercy will come overflowing out of you. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to join in my struggle by praying to God for me. Do this because of your love for me given to you by the Holy Spirit. Pray, number one, here's the first prayer request, pray that I will be rescued from those in Judea who refuse to obey God. We'll come back to that later, I think. Second, pray also that the believers there will be willing to accept the donation I am taking to Jerusalem. Then, by the will of God, I will be able to come to you with a joyful heart, and we will be an encouragement to each other. And may, and now, and now may God. This is the false ending that preachers do. We learn it from Paul. It's biblical. And now may God. Which God? The God who gives us peace be with all of you. Amen. So be it. It is. Now, Paul loves people and he wants people to, that he loves to join with him in his work and to love him and to pray for him. From a man who uh, previously opposed Christianity to a man who now has a deep appreciation for the community of believers. You remember Paul was on his way to Damascus to put some people in chains, drag them back to Jerusalem to hold them trial and kill them because they were Christians. Now he's saying, I long to come and be with you and fellowship with you and encourage you. Paul wants other believers to join him in this difficult ministry that he's taking on. He says, basically, I'm going to re-paraphrase. He says, pray for me, not because I asked you, Think that's significant in the church, in the family of God? Pray for me, not because I asked you, but because the Holy Spirit has put it in your heart to love me. And then that makes you genuinely concerned for me. Do you follow? Because often in the church, people say, well, pray for me because I need help. I'm not saying you shouldn't ask for prayer. Paul is asking for prayer. But pray for me, not because I asked you. Pray for me because you genuinely are concerned for me. That would be special. A couple of you are like, oh, I thought we just had a prayer list. And it was like, Lord, bless all the people that their name starts with A. Lord, bless all the people whose names start with B. <laughs> Lord, bless all the people whose name, do you understand? No, 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 no. We pray for people because we're genuinely concerned for them. Paul is going back to Jerusalem with his offering, remember, from the Greeks, to in Judea. Uh, Jerusalem is in Judea. He is not liked there. He's a traitor to the Jews. So he says, pray for me. I'm going back to the, where the Jews don't like me. The Jewish believers, the Christians, they may not like that Paul has been preaching the good news of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. So he's a traitor to the believers uh, in Judea as well. So pray that they'll accept this gift from the Greek churches. Pray that all these things, all of my travel, this ministry, all the things that I'm doing for the kingdom of God will go smoothly so that Paul can come and visit with a joyful heart. That's what it says. So I can come with a joyful heart. I don't want to come and tell you, man, it was rough. They beat me up and put me in stocks and bonds. Because Paul was an investor. Uh, 
It was a tough trip, man. No, he wants to pray that it will go smooth so that when we get together, there's joy. Isn't that a great picture? I think it's a great picture. Yeah. There are some challenges ahead of all of us. There's challenges ahead for those who are around you, both in the church and in your family and friends. There's challenges ahead for other believers in our little congregation. Pray for them, not because they ask you, but because the Holy Spirit in you has given you a love for them and you're genuinely concerned for them. Does that make sense? See, this isn't the rip roaring, Jesus Christ raised from the dead and now the Holy Spirit lives in you, yeehaw! No, this is, now you're a believer, love other believers. Ah, it's not near as much fun. Pray for one another. Why? Number one, because the Holy Spirit has put a genuine love in your soul for them. Number two, because you want things to go smoothly for them so that you can get together with joyful hearts. See, those of you who are resisting that point are not going to like my third point at all. And I feel the resistance. Our culture has created this resistance. Yeah, it has. Uh, we, we have a resistance to relationships. We have a, a resistance to people that we don't know. One time, years ago, we went into Walmart, and I looked around, and I'm like, Diane, all these people, they're our congregation. We just haven't met them yet. That's how my brain works. And Diane's like, oh, we'd have to make breakfast for all of them. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. She's much better now. <clears throat> I feel like the zings are, yeah. we should teach a marriage class together. It'd be good. It'd be anointed. <laughs> uh, why would we pray for them? Because we want things to go smoothly so that whenever we get together, we can have joyful hearts. We can encourage one another. We can sing about how great God is. We can share life together in a way that is not otherwise possible. So we can, we can have a really happy potluck so that we can have our time together uh, and it is richly blessed by the God who gives peace. You see, the gathering of the body of Christ is not just incidental in Christianity. I'm trying to look at every single face. That way after service, why would you look at me when you said that? <laughs> I looked at everybody. The body of Christ coming together is not incidental in Christianity. It is where the body of believers come together to share our common faith, to rejoice in the Lord Jesus Christ and this incredible salvation that he's given us. No one else in the world shares that. And there's this promise of blessing whenever we do get together. Number three, a greeting. So we have a gift, a prayer, a greeting, a greeting. <laughs> Paul is not teaching about greeting others here. It's not a didactic. It's not a lesson. Paul's not teaching about greeting others here. He is simply greeting others. Um, and I don't think I'm reading too much into this. It's uh, in each personal greeting as we go through this, Paul offers his sincere appreciation for the person. And I'm just going to forewarn you, there is a whole bunch of names here, and I'm going to make them up as I go. Even though they're printed there, I may just kind of go off script. Who knows? Um, ironically, I was listening to the radio on the way to the church this morning, and whoever was preaching was preaching from the Old Testament, and they chose to preach from the book of names. And I'm listening to them, and I'm like, oh, 
this makes me nervous this morning because they were having some trouble. And uh, Bible names, oh, they're hard. So here we go. Uh, Chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. We just finished chapter 15, in case you're curious. Romans chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. He says, I commend to you our sister uh, Phoebe. See, I can't get through the first one. Our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church in Centria. Welcome her. Listen, Paul, Paul's writing to the church, and he, he right off the bat, I commend you to you, our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church in Centria. Welcome her in the Lord. I love this. Welcome her in the Lord as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Oh, that's cool. Paul honored a woman at church. Aren't we supposed to keep them in the back and quiet and pregnant? Paul didn't, but he's a rule breaker. That's why we like Paul. Welcome her in the name of the Lord, or in the Lord, as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many and especially to me. Paul says, my sister Phoebe is an excellent person, worthy of honor and kindness and confidence. Welcome her. Love her. She is valuable. Wouldn't you like to be listed in one of Paul's greetings? Hey, that guy, Brent, he's coming. Welcome him in. Honor him. Be nice to him. I know sometimes you want to smack him, but be nice to him. Love him. That'd be cool. Insert your name. That'd be awesome. Give my greetings, carry on, to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. That's pretty cool. I am thankful to them, and so are all the Gentile churches. Also give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. So we have a Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, This is not a generic greeting. Paul shows genuine, specific appreciation to these people. Greet my dear friend, here we go. Epinetus, Epinetus, Empanada. <laughs> he was the first enchilada. What? <laughs> he was the first person from the province of Asia to become a follower of Christ. That's pretty cool. Give my greetings to Mary. See, I got that one right. Who, uh, who has worked so hard for your benefit. Greet Andronicus and... Junia, Juni, Junae, I don't know. My fellow Jews who were in prison with me. Oh, that's not something you put in a resume. (laughs) Greet the people I was in jail with. They're my buddies. No pulpit committee is good. Nope, throw that one away. That resume is out of there. He did time in jail with some of our church people. We can hire him to be a church leader? (laughs) Greet them. They're my fellow prison mates. They are highly respected among the apostles. I say that as a joke just to point out how we've, we put the wrong value on the wrong things. It's so nuts. We are, we are oh, messed up. Uh, they're highly respected among the apostles and became followers of Christ even before I did. Greet Amphilitus. 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 My dear friend in the Lord, greet Urbanus, I'm pretty sure that's right. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ and my dear friend, Saks Fifth Avenue. I don't know. Pistachio. Stachio? Stashy? Stashies. 
don't know. Like I said, I'm going to make it up. Paul could have very easily said, hey, which is what I would do if I was actually the last time I preached through the book of Romans. This is what I did. I got to this part and I said, Paul says, hi. <laughs> he says hi to everybody he's ever known with a name nobody can pronounce. We have weird names today, baby names, and it's like, what? You, just, you know, it's the whole take the Scrabble board and just dump it out and see what the name is, and uh, it's kind of what happens here. Just tell everybody I said hi. No, 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 no. Paul doesn't just say everybody, tell everybody I said hi. He offers his appreciation for each person in a very specific way. Each person has a unique value, a unique contribution to the kingdom of God. I was listening to a relationship bill the other day. And they said, don't just say thank you to people. Say thank you. And then what you're thankful for. Thank you for being nice to me today. Thank you for saying hi. Thank you for dressing nice and looking good, sweetheart. <laughs> thank you for something. Because we have a habit of just saying, hey, thanks and walking off. Whenever I say we, I mean me. But anyway, uh, I figure you can benefit from that as well. Verse 10, greet Apelles, a good man whom Christ approves. And give my greetings to the believers from the household of Aristobulus, I think. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet the Lord's people from the household of Narcissus. Greet my, give my greetings to, oh, these are crazy, Tryphena and Trifosa, Fossa, Mufasa, Trifosa. <laughs> if you guys could be in my brain whenever I read, you have no idea the concentration that it takes. I tease, uh, I tease that I need in, in my office, I have a small office. If you've ever been in my office, I have a small office. People come in, they say, why don't you have a big office? <laughs> like, too many things to think about. Too many distractions. I need, I really need like a medium gray room with no internet service, no pencils, no pencils, just my computer, and just no pictures, dim lights, focus, Brent. Yeah. The Lord's workers and dear Persis, Persis probably, who has worked so hard for the Lord. See, I picked up right where I left off. You guys stay with me. Uh, Y'all are off on, a, on chasing a squirrel. Greet Rufus. Some of us have used that name. Not for your children, though. Uh, greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be. Uh, <laughs> Y'all are very distracted this morning. Whom the Lord picked out to be his very own. How cool is that? Paul, the Apostle Paul says, greet Rufus. Rufus is the guy that the Lord picked out to be his very own. Man, that's special. And also his dear brother, who has been a mother to me. And I think that Paul means mother in a figurative way, not a literal way. Verse 14, give my greetings to... Asyncritus, Philegon, 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 Hermes, Patrobobus, Hermus. <laughs> See, when y'all laugh, then I feel like I have to play it up and make you laugh more. The brothers and sisters who meet with them give my greetings to Philologus, 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 eat your green beans. <laughs> We're just going to call him Phil. <laughs> Julia, Neresis, and his sister, which we left her name out, and to Olympus. 
Uh, Paul's like, I'm not even going to put that one in. <laughs> and to Olympus and all the believers who meet with him. See, aren't you glad you came to church? You got a good laugh. <clears throat> Full of joy. <clears throat> Greet each other with a what? There's a story there. Catch me later, I'll tell you. <laughs> Y'all are sounding it out like Brent can't say it. <laughs> like, it's one of those names. It's a sacred kiss. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. All the churches of Christ send you their greetings. I got to hurry up. We've dinked around too long. I'm, I'm not ready to make a doctrine of greeting each other with a sacred kiss. Uh, I, we have a guy that, a contractor who did all this remodel. He's a Mennonite. And uh, we had a conversation about the difference between our church and the Mennonite church. And what we landed on is the big difference between the Mennonite church and Desert Heights is that they actually greet one another with a kiss. And so the first time he, you know, we'd worked together for quite a while and then he kind of leaned in and went for one. I was like, hey, buddy, I'm not there yet. <laughs> not, not, not there. I'm not, you, you have, I'm kidding. He never tried that. It was, <laughs> but it was good for a laugh. And you guys have this mental image in your head now. Uh, it was very, it's a culture thing. Um, I have been around guys who just love people and they just overflow with love and they, they will hug you and make a smooch sound in your ear. I'm fine with that, do that. But if you're waiting for me to do that in your ear, probably not going to happen. I just have not grown that much. Um, I don't want to make a doctrine of, of greeting with a kiss. However, I do think that we can press this issue of greeting each other, okay? That's my compromise. Are you all right? I'm not going to make you kiss one another. But I think that greeting is, is something that we should encourage one another to do. I, I want you to feel free to greet those that you go to church with. See, I have to put this out here like it's, so, it's a total foreign concept. I literally thought this while I was coming in this morning. I was hanging out in the lobby and I'm watching people. They come in and they do the required handshake and take the bulletin, grab their coffee if they're going to. Otherwise, they put their head down and they head for their seat and sit down and hide. They hide in this auditorium. <laughs> And I thought, oh, this isn't going to go over well this morning because I'm going to preach. The third point is greet one another. I know we kind of get in the habit of attending church kind of like we do Walmart. We attend church like we do Walmart. How crazy is that? We, we go and it's like, I don't know you and please don't speak to me, right? We just stand behind them and wait for them to move their buggy because we're not going to say hi because then they're going to want to talk to us. Ugh. Don't say amen right there. That would be bad timing. If I say excuse me, then they're going to be like, oh, how are you today? I don't want to tell you how I am. I haven't done soap yet. <laughs> soap, that's your Bible reading plan so that you're full of joy and love people. Our relationships at church are very different from relationships at Walmart. Duh. But Brent, I don't know everyone at church. You know how to fix that? Greet those people you don't know. Oh, the reason we have a large lobby and we serve coffee and have tables, the reason that I would like for us to have a big covered patio is for the singular purpose of giving you the opportunity to greet those you will be going to heaven with. Yeah, 
We greet each other because we like each other, because there's a rich blessing in us being together. There is no other place on earth that you have common ground with before you say hi as you do at church. Maybe we have the common ground of we all live in the Four Corners area. Yeah, that's fine. But there's no common ground like, hey, we're going to spend eternity in heaven together worshiping the living God. I just want to say, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. And this morning, we're going to get together and we're going to practice a little worshiping God. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> we share faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We share eternal life with one another. It is a deep bond. It's an encouraging bond. It's a loving bond. I would even, I didn't put this in my notes. This is extra. It is an evangelistic bond. When the world sees us love one another, the world says, wow, I want to be a part of that. Paul loves people. Paul was a gift giver. Paul included others by asking for prayer. Paul greeted those he valued. Paul greeted those he, he valued. You love people too. You can demonstrate God's grace by giving and receiving gifts. By giving and receiving prayer, yeah, I put both in there because some of us are good at giving and not at receiving. By giving and receiving gifts, by giving and receiving prayer, and by giving and receiving greets. Not grits, not treats. I wasn't sure how to word that to keep it parallel, so I went with greets. Giving and receiving greets. <laughs> See, I thought that was hysterical, and y'all are all like... Giving and receiving greets. Yes. Good job, Brent. I don't think that that's right, but whatever. <laughs> I challenge you to be the believer who will give, pray, and greet. You've been listening to the Desert Heights Church Weekly Message. We would like to invite you to one of our service times at 9 or 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings here in Farmington, New Mexico. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at desertheightschurch.com.